Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. You're listening to I Married an Artist, conversations about curiosities, passions, and inspirations. just found joy I'm as happy as a baby boy Hi, I'm Audrey Hi, I'm Luke and welcome to the 30th Street Studios We're back recording If you hear any uh, noises or bumps or shakes in the night it's getting cold out, it's getting dark out it's here in, in the Midwest we're, we're really feeling the cold temperatures and this post-Halloween vibe that we're feeling but you know, to lift our spirits, we have a couples chat tonight. We are going to have a great conversation with some folks from sunny, sunny Texas, San Antonio, Texas. I'm assuming it's sunny there. Uh, am I pronouncing this right? Is it Connor and Abby Simpkins? Is that correct? That is, that is correct. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to double check. How's it going, folks? It's great. It's uh, it's beautiful and sunny down here in Texas. So, not feeling very uh halloween-esque uh, compared to our michigan experiences but we're loving life thanks for having us <laughs> oh, oh so, so to break the fourth wall uh, connor and abby are our siblings so this i think the formality of this introduction is... i'm just really impressed by luke and connor like pulling out the radio voices we're we're that professionals was so good we're professionals we can turn it on when we need to <laughs> I'm kind of intimidated. I don't think I belong here. <laughs> no, you're the star of the show. So we've got a time change going on. Everyone is just getting settled. What are you guys up to right now? Yeah, so um, for our typical weekend evening, we are in the process of getting some beverages going. Mm-hmm. We're uh, a big uh, big martini household, so we're actually pouring some drinks right now. Can we, no, what about hear, you guys? Let's hear it. A little, yeah, let's see if we can get any. Well, I'm a huge gin martini gal. I like a dry gin martini. Connor makes one for me um, pretty frequently. He's the best <laughs> bartender around. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Um, it's pretty simple. It's just gin, extra dry vermouth, and um, shaken cold. And that's about it. Oh, so it's a shaken, not stirred household. It's we we do take the James Bond approach in the mm-hmm. household. So. Yes, yeah. Connor does. He makes a good martini. He it always has those little ice chips in it, which is when you know it was very well shaken. Very well shaken. Yeah. I, I'm very impressed because I tried to make a martini this summer and it didn't turn out well. It was brown. Oh, no. It was brown. It was for my birthday and it was brown. <laughs> well, moving on. What's inspiring <laughs> you guys this week? You know, I I think. Uh, for all four of us, I've been deeply inspired by uh, Mel Tucker, the new Michigan State football coach, put on a one heck of a performance. So. Yes. Oh, go go white. white. Yes. We, we all did go to Michigan State, for the listeners who don't know that. Uh, they had a great victory over their rivals, Michigan, University of Michigan. Uh, very upset, huge upset win uh, to make those uh, Wolverines cry once again. <laughs> it's a proud day for us all. Sweet, sweet tears. Abby, what's inspiring you this week? What's inspiring me this week would be the feeling of nostalgia. Um, just with Halloween, it always kind of takes me back of growing up and trick-or-treating and watching mm. old, old Halloween movies like Sleepy Hollow and 
um, like the Harry Potter movies, of course. Of course. Especially, of course. Like the third and the fourth um, movies. Yeah, Azkaban all the way. <laughs> yeah, eating candy, just all of it. All of it. Abby love loves it. her snacks, you know. <laughs> I love my snacks. There's nothing that she loves more than just being cozy and having a good snack. Oh my gosh, yes. Audrey, what's inspiring you this week? I have been inspired by, um, I don't know, have you guys seen the show Normal People on Hulu? No, I haven't. It's based off of a book, um, which I really liked. I read it. It was a novel, and then they turned it into a TV show, and it came out, it was either last year or the year before, and we watched it when it came out, and it was really good, and I was just thinking about it yesterday, so I started rewatching it, and... um, you know, the main character, she has bangs. So I'm just really inspired by that because I just got my hair cut and I also have bangs. And it, it really brings on like a whole new alter ego. Um, and it's a very exciting time to be me. <laughs> I am very impressed and so proud of you for having the gut. Thank to, you. To make the chop. Like I, think, that is- I think, Abby, you were one of the people who most strongly encouraged me not to do this. So you saying that means a lot. <laughs> that is correct. And I will absolutely say you look fantastic, and I never have been more happy to be wrong. Wow, you look you look great. Thank you so much. There's a lot You're of love so in the awesome. lot of love in the <laughs> recording studio. I mean, I think it's meant to stay. The mm-hmm. fringe is here to stay. Agreed. Um, Luke, what's inspiring you this week? Well, we are in the post Halloween uh, vibe, but I thought I'd go back to the pre Halloween vibe. As many of you out there, maybe Connor and Abby, Connor specifically, are working from home or on a lot of conference calls, and they can get mundane, they can get lethargic, they can be uh, they can be stealing of the soul sometimes. I had a coworker this past week that had a full day of meetings, and he went dressed in a in, a, in an outfit in a costume, I would say, of a Ghostbuster, and he had a, his name that last name on the Ghostbusters outfit, wow. and he even had. For those Ghostbuster heads out there, a proton pack and a ghost trap uh, with the lights flickering on. And it was pretty impressive in the background, all on the Zoom call. Wow. So wow. I was inspired for his boldness and his excitement. That is isn't. That is very exciting. It's the little things, you know. It really is, <laughs> especially with those conference calls. They, they get really, really rough. So it was nice to have a little change up. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun. So, Connor and Abby, we are glad that you guys are chatting with us because, um, as we were saying earlier, we consider you guys both to have great taste and be great taste makers. And the topic for our podcast today is an eye for craft and quality. And we came up with this idea specifically because we were thinking about you. So, thanks for being willing to chat with us. Of course. We are honored to be chosen for this topic. <laughs> okay, yeah, so Abby's really getting into it. She's getting her radio voice. Yeah, well, she's she's got her martini. She's ready. That's healthy. Good. That was like that was like a if you listen to Fresh Air, that was like a Terry Gross Fresh Air response. Oh, I'm, and it's always really quiet. I am honored to be here. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Um, so we, we said, obviously, I think everyone who listens to this is related to us. So they know that Connor is my brother and Abby is my sister-in-law, but if you didn't now, you know, so I've known you guys obviously for a while, but noticed over recent years, 
your talent and love for specialty crafted and quality goods. You guys seem to always have the know about some like amazing new product, piece of clothing, or have scooped up like a very unique, special vintage good. And this has kind of like become your MO. This is this is who you guys are. So my question is, where did your interest in this start? Like, how did you guys get into this together? Because it seems to be something that you share. Yeah. Um, so great question. And I think it comes back just to, to, to our family as a whole, I think, has, has an eye and a, a desire for design. And, um, you know, our mom, Jackie, has been an interior designer for the last couple of years and really kind of taught me how to have an eye for 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 my taste and, and what I, what I like. And I think when Abby and I first moved in together in St. Louis, uh, you know, we were tasked with furnishing our, our first apartment on kind of a budget. And so we learned to kind of follow the whole kind of thrifting idea and seeking out some secondhand furniture that, you know, is maybe 40, 50 years old, but still in really, really good condition. And you can get that at a bargain. And it's kind of what started our collection and our interest in doing that still today. Yeah, I was thinking about that because when you guys lived in St. Louis, which was sadly kind of short, but very memorable because we got to come down and visit you and you showed us, what was the name of your favorite um, secondhand store there? The Green Shag. It was, we went there every weekend. It was truly such a treasure trove. Like, yeah, I'd never seen anything like that. It was amazing. I even joke about sometimes making like a drive to St. Louis for the weekend just to go to the Green Shag. Like, yeah. So, how did you guys find that place, or what what made you decide to go looking for vintage stores? Um, I you know well, I think it again goes back to my mom has had such great success with just finding some really quality stuff. Um, I mean, you can find stuff on Craigslist now. You got mm-hmm. Facebook Marketplace, so you can go out searching for it online or. If you find a highly regarded store that's, you know, four or five stars online, uh, you know, you can make a day out of going and, and, and browsing. And even if you you know don't need a new kitchen table, need a new coffee table, um, you know, there's little trinkets that you can pick up and it just makes it really enjoyable and kind of a fun hobby. How do you guys know? So when you're at the store, because let's say just anybody's listening and they're like, oh, I want to give this a try. So you go into a secondhand store. How do you know when you find something that's quality versus not? Because there's not an Antiques Roadshow guy there right. Who's gonna t- with, <laughs> with this sparkly know? graphics telling you what it's worth. Is it just like what catches your eye or do you guys have like things that you specifically look for? Um, well, I think vintage things tend to be made better quality than newer things. Um, so I think already you're kind of looking at something that's already survived 50 years. So I think it's pretty much you know, pretty sturdy piece. Mm -hmm. Also, I think it's honestly just kind of comes down to your taste, what your needs are, what your budget is. So like there was one um, booth in particular that we really, really liked at the Green Shack and they kind of took it upon themselves to find these vintage pieces and just revamp them themselves. So um, it was just really exciting to kind of see a booth that always, that we knew that always that had like, um, quality pieces that were like ready to go but Mm -hmm. then at the same time it was also super fun to kind of go through those like really weird and wacky (laughs) yeah um that just had like the crazy stuff but if you kind of look hard enough there's going to be something that's so fun and so cheap 
Yeah. And I, and I would say, you know, your, your question kind of revolved around like value and it's, it's not something that we're like looking into like, oh, this is like a $600 lamp, like, but it's no. only $20. So we have to have it. No. Um, you know, something can be cheap and it can have a place in your home and it can be special to you. So it's not like we're out there looking for something mm-hmm. that's a, a bargain per se. It's just like, just looking for something you find unique and interesting that you couldn't buy off the shelf nowadays. Value is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> if you come across something that just makes you laugh and smile, like that's it. That's all you need. I love that. So that actually makes me think about, we're talking about, this was a few years ago when you guys began your vintage shopping quest. And now you've been in the working world a little bit longer. You have some exposable income to play with and you're in a new apartment down in Texas. So I remember hearing about a set of chairs that you had, um, do we say inherited from Jackie or... (laughs) Passed down. Passed down from mom. Instead of um, getting rid of one when it broke, you guys actually sought out like a local fiber worker who you paid, (laughs) you know, very well, a price that you could have easily bought something new instead of. So where does that motivation come from to do something like that versus buying new? Yeah, I mean, I I think there's a couple of layers to it. Um, First, you know, we we had those chairs growing up and I remembered they were, you know, they were hanging on the garage wall. My mom would only ever take them down to, to sit in the front yard uh, with some iced tea while we were playing in the yard. So they they definitely have like that sentimental value uh, that's attached to them. And, and so when you see it slowly start to get damaged as the seat kind of is falling apart, um, you know, I'm willing to pay a little bit more to, to keep them around. And they're, they're just really, really cool. Yeah, so the chairs themselves, they're an antique teak folding chair. They're made of teak wood. So the lady that we actually found eventually that we were referred to, she was was quite a gem. (laughs) Um, She (laughs) lives by herself, like no internet, like kind of a little cuckoo, but she was (laughs) a wealth. She's truly like one of the best chair experts in San Antonio. Like we went to this one place first to see if we could get them repaired and they were beyond this um, shop skill level. And so they recommended us to her because she specializes in like caning and weaving of antique chairs. And so we took them to her and she sat us down. Well, first we got out of the car and she said, oh, y'all are so cute. What have you been married for 15 seconds? (laughs) (laughs) And which was We've been married for like six weeks, but anyway, <laughs> um, she sat us down and she's like, so, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I charge a price for repairing things. Cause this is the money that like I save in case of emergency. And at my age, like I don't have an income. I live off of social security. And I mean, that kind of already like made us have a really great feeling about her, but she sat us down and she said, why is this even worth saving to you? Like, is this mm. something that you feel obligated to wow. keep or to actually have a sentimental value to your heart and do you actually enjoy the chairs and we're like we love the danish modern look to them um kind of and connor shared the story about having jackie sit in the yard and and had that value and she's like all right like totally like i just wanted to make sure you're not like thinking money into something that you just feel obligated to have and mm-hmm. so she shared with us that these chairs because their teak were likely on like a big yacht and um we're probably just like brought out for extra seating on the back of the yacht and 
she like found um, a pair of chairs that she actually recently did that were very similar. And um, I guess the woman that had them repaired before had told us even more information. So it was like a special paper thread that she had to like find and like it wow. took her like four hours. What a story. Weaving like you couldn't stop. So she like literally sat for like six hours to like weave the bottom of the chair. So. so cool. And they're perfect for you guys down in Texas. Like they really fit into your home there. Yeah. It's, it's, we're able to use them year round. We have them set up out on our patio now. So they're getting, they're getting a lot of use between the two of us and our cat Noir who just loves sunbathing out there. <laughs> Living the good life. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, I feel like it's very fitting to continuously bring up Jackie, our mother, because I've talked about it before too. She's, She's going to be like when we finally get her on the show, it's going to be a huge deal. It seems I know. like because the hype is building so much. She needs to be our season finale. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's a good idea. So, well, I was just thinking of her because Luke and I laugh about um, Connor. You and Mom, you can really go back and forth on brands. You guys, <laughs> you know the names of everything. I remember a couple Christmases ago, Mom had gotten some new coffee mugs. And Connor's looking at them. He, you know, these are nice. Mom, are these Nambe? Where, where did you get these? <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know what that means. I still think there'd be a really good YouTube unboxing channel that you guys could have just unboxing <laughs> things. It would be really good. But Connor, how did you know that? Like, is it just from listening to her? Or do you spend time like, like looking at things online? Or how do you know brand names? I find that very interesting. Yeah. Um, so just first and foremost, I don't know if I'm, uh, I'm very narrow in my, in my knowledge. <laughs> I don't know each and every brand, but there's a couple that our family has found to, again, tie back to, to being quality and, and unique designs. And so, um, you know, like for like kitchen appliances and, and like, uh, like uh, kitchenware, um, like you mentioned Nambe as being one that really entwines uh, metals and woods in a really beautiful way. So, uh, Bodum is another one as well as like Alessi, which is an Italian brand. So you can just find some really, really cool pieces, um, from barware to coffee to, uh, dinnerware. That's just really, really, really unique and kind of adds an art element to your kitchen. You just very nicely schooled me because I mixed up my brands and I didn't mean to say Nambe. I meant to say Bodum <laughs> is the coffee mugs, right? Yeah. yeah. You guys have a Nambe piece. What did you get? Do something on your wedding registry from Nambe? Yeah. So that's like one of the the ways um, that we've been able to to get some of this stuff. Obviously, is um, getting married, uh, going on a registry, and you can find this stuff on Amazon, even though it's you know a specific brand. That's the way I find most of the things is just going online and seeing what's on sale from these brands that I know are, are really cool. So from Nambe, Abby, what, what do what, what do we have? Is it your we honey have... thing? Uh, that was Alessi. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Really... No, that's okay. That's a, that's one of my favorite pieces that we have. It's a glass kind of honey pot. Um, but then we also have three pieces from Nambe. We have a serving platter. We have this really beautiful um, leaf shaped bowl that we have out on our credenza. And then we have two um, tea light candle votives that we also have out. So pretty. Um, you guys, what's on your wish list, each of you, like individually, for things <laughs> like home items or fashion pieces? Okay, I, I will tell you Connor's number one home goal 
furniture piece. So we are from the great West Michigan, mm -hmm. which Herman Miller, I mean, amazing pieces. Um, it is Connor's most dearest wish to find an Eames chair, mm -hmm. whether it's new or secondhand. If we could get an Eames chair, I think it would make Connor's life com complete. We're all okay. on the hunt. It's a group effort. <laughs> it's a group effort <laughs> if we could find the Eames chair. Yeah. So, but, yeah. but what about you, Abby? It can be a home piece or it could be a fashion piece or just like a personal item. It's on I'm your wish list. always... Um, on the hunt for a pair of like vintage Levi's. I know. Um, that's just already broken in and stood the test of time. Mm -hmm. If you find a pair of vintage Levi's that fit like a glove, I don't think there's. And that's got to be hard because jeans are traditionally hard to find pairs that fit you, even if you know your size, depending on the brand or how well it's worn in or how it was made, it can be hard to figure out the right fit. So that's a double down challenge, but worth it. Absolutely. Always worth on the hunt. I love that. Abby, you definitely have like really tailor tailored your fashion sense. And Connor, I think, has had one for forever. Connor, always, you look so pulled together. But Abby, you've developed your own style. What are some of the things that you love to wear that you feel like very authentic in yourself in? Yeah. Wow. What a question. Um, I already I know the answer in my mind. <laughs> I hope I say what you're thinking. <laughs> I think my fashion sense is always going to be continuing to develop because as women, our bodies continue to change throughout our life. So it's kind of hard. Um, but I think it also gives us a really good chance to keep jazzing up the wardrobe. Mm -hmm. um, right now, I feel like in my life, I've truly kind of gone through stages. It was like American Eagle, then like Hollister, then like Banana Republic, then Big Crew. And I feel like now I kind of like care less about the brand, more about the quality. Mm -hmm. um, something that I've really been into lately is um, overalls because it's so hot in Texas. Like overall shorts have been a lifesaver. Um, what else? What about booties? Oh my gosh. Yes. So I recently had a girl's trip to Austin and let me tell you, the fashion was inspiring. Mm. I truly felt out of the loop. I've never felt more old and out of touch. <laughs> you are neither of those things. But Austin, Austin's a little weird. It's like the fashion there and the, the lifestyle there is going to be different than a New York City or a Chicago. Not weird. It's cool though, right? Isn't it like so the, the hop in so place? Yeah. I mean, but it's a trend center, but it's, 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 different it's they, called itself they, as weird yeah they pride themselves on, on keeping austin weird so yeah. oh, okay. and i guess it's been kind of fun too because like coming from michigan to austin like it's been polar opposites of of style like no one knows here like what patagonia or north face is but um going to austin for my girls trip we saw that every single girl had a pair of white leather booties and so i was so inspired i had to find them immediately mm -hmm. and Thankfully, my birthday's coming up, so I kind of had this little birthday wish list that I texted my mom, and she so graciously um, bought me a pair of my first white boobies. Wow. So I'm very to um, pull some outfits together. And they're really cool. They're kind of like a pointy toe and like a unique black heel. Like, what's the shape of the heel? Is it kind of curved? Um, the heel is very ge geometric. It's yeah. very thin, but then like on the inside of the of the heel it's kind of tapered almost so it's like a very 
I don't know, almost like a trapezoid yeah. shape. It's so I don't know cool. How to describe it. So, what do you wear those with? I'm really excited. I've gone on Pinterest for some outfit info. Mm-hmm. Um, first, I also in Austin on the girls' trip found a pair of black Levi vintage jeans from the '80s oh my that gosh. I love. So, I'm definitely gonna pair it with those, and then maybe like a an old like rocker band T-shirt. Um, that's kind of one outfit. The second is... Wait, 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 wait. wait. What rock band t-shirt, t-shirt are you going to wear? Do you have one specifically put in mind? She was hoping you might lend her one. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Actually, I, I might fit that uh, stereotype. We actually went to Goodwill today to try and find some like really fun vintage t-shirts and sweaters, but it, it was not a successful trip. No lie. Those are, those are hard to find because they hold on, people hold on to them. Especially those band yeah. tour t-shirts, they, they're held on to. Yeah, the store that I found those Levi's at, they were having those t-shirts like on sale for like $160. Yeah, they're collector's stuff. items, so it's it's definitely a, a challenge. Yeah. Wow, Abby, I'm inspired. I think Luke could also like tell you what my face looked like as you were describing your finds. Just pure jealousy. Yeah. Oh. I, I feel like her Christmas or shopping list is starting to fill up as well as we speak. My brain is spinning. Come to Austin and I'll take you to all the good hidden places. <sighs> I will be there as soon as I possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> so, Connor, I feel like if I was to ask you what's your one favorite piece of clothing, may I guess and say that it's your Lululemon pants? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you, you might have hit the nail on the head there. It was, it was very exciting when I was able to find, uh, not only were they on sale, but uh, a, a great blend of uh, business casual that uh, is very comfortable. So I, I was very excited about my Lululemon pants. Thanks for, thanks for remembering that. And I was sold because we saw you guys a couple of months ago and you had them and I was thoroughly impressed. So that, that went on my list. So you guys are heavily influencing our shopping lists. That's for sure. <laughs> We're very inspired. But speaking of shopping, I was curious to ask you guys, because you have done some international travel and obviously you've lived in a lot of places together, but if you could travel anywhere to scour a local market or shopping district, where would you want to go? Wow, what a question. Thank you. I feel like I'm just going to lean on like my past experiences because I honestly don't know where else I'd go besides Florence. It's just known for such amazing leather products. And that- Florence, Italy, to, yeah. to just to, for our okay. listeners who maybe think Florence, Iowa. You're speaking <laughs> of the one in Italy. Okay. You do have a large Midwest presence in your audience. <laughs> I'm glad you made that clarification. Okay. Um, but yeah, I got to, I spent a weekend there, and uh, I actually got my family a lot of uh, little gifts. I got Abby a purse. I think Luke, you got like a, a journal. Yeah, it was beautiful. Leather bound, mm. stunning. Leather. I got my mom like a little leather like coin purse. Um, so I found some really cool things within a weekend that I, if I had more time to spend there, I think um, could probably find some even more amazing things. So that's probably be top of my list to return because a weekend was not long enough. Right, but you have spent more than a weekend in Italy. Yes, I do love Italy. So I was, uh, yeah, I got to go for my study abroad and then Abby and I got to spend another week there when we got married. So very fond of the Italian nation. 
I feel like our family thinks that we're Italian. <laughs> Every event, whether it's like a birthday, oh, usually a birthday, and our mom is so sweet, she'll always make like a birthday meal and a birthday cake. And what's the theme? What's the theme? It's always the same. It's the theme is just Italian. I think I remember one of the stories when Mackenzie went with your parents to Italy, like she was mistaken for being a native. <laughs> and I don't think there's ever been a greater compliment than to go to a country such as Italy and being mistaken for a native. Like that is pretty, it, it, it happened, pretty special. It happened to me one day and I was so, I was so happy. It was actually my last day in Rome when I was studying abroad. I was at the Rome International Airport heading home and the um, person at the desk started speaking Italian to me and I had to ask him to just say that to like repeat himself. He said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't know that you were American. I thought that you were Italian. Wow. wow. So I was fully immersed in the cultures. And that's someone who like knows what people like where they're from because they see it like they see all types of people every day. So that's pretty, that's pretty. Connor, you do look like you could, you, you look. Were you, you smoking mom... a cigarette at the time? <laughs> a hand rolled yeah a hand rolled cigarette um when luke and i were traveling last year and we were in paris we were speaking to someone in english um who was a parisian and asked us well was talking to luke and asked if we lived there i think he just thought maybe we were living there temporarily or something and luke was so excited by the question i don't know why he thought that maybe <laughs> no i i assumed they were they thought we were Canadian people that were living in Paris. Luke was really flattered. I know that. I know that. I think I'm a European because I. We were speaking in English. I exude Americanism, and I'm quite large. So, uh, but it it felt good to even think that we could be living there. Was a big deal. Yeah, it was quite funny. Okay, so not the same as Connor's though. No one was speaking to us in French or thinking we were French. (laughs) Um, but I want to hear Abby's answer to this question. If you remember what it was, if you could travel anywhere to score or scour a local market or shopping district, Abby, where would you want to go? That is so hard because I feel like there's so many places. It can just be like top of mind. It doesn't have to be your number one. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I think we just really love Scandinavian style. So I think somewhere like Denmark, maybe Mm -hmm. like. I mean, I think it's really hard because I think the Europeans do such a good job of um, keeping quality things that last forever and not just that's something that we really saw in Italy with a lot of people um, don't necessarily like constantly like update things like we do here in the States. They definitely like pick styles that last forever and they do such a good job blending them. Mm -hmm. Like you'll see like, I don't know, a chair that's like in the early 19th century and then like have like high gloss white cabinets in the mm-hmm. kitchen like I think that's really inspiring but I think if there was like a really lovely secondhand shop maybe like in Denmark or Belgium or something I think I would love to be there yes very that even makes me think of like other you know European cities you guys obviously spent time together in Rome and you think about the architecture too where mm-hmm. they keep things instead of demoing them or building over something keeping that old appreciating the past you know i thought you guys were going to say magnolia farm since you're in texas <laughs> i really thought that was going to come up but it hasn't come up yet so i'm just gonna i thought chip and joanna were going to make an appearance i've been to magnolia farms and um i think once is enough <laughs> it was a it was a bucket list the disney bucket. world of texas 
I've never seen so many um, middle-aged women really have the time of their lives, which was really fun to see, but I think that's enough for me. Yes, like so happy for them. Happy for them. Which actually makes me wonder, so you guys have been so nice and you're both we we credit you always with being like very pulled together and you guys could run the world but what's one thing craft or quality wise that you can't stand so you you can say oh something or what's a trend right now that you can't stand? what's something that you're like this and you may say magnolia farms whatever you whatever you may choose no no, no. so when we we really love to watch hgtv for the design that inspires us, but also for the design that really makes us just roll our eyes. So definitely like shiplap. Mm. Over it. So over it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Kind of like the modern whole like farmhouse chic, like distressed. I think that's my number one hated word in the whole entire design world is distressed. It's like either no, it's like true vintage. That's had like true like nicks and stains that mean something to you, or like that's it. I don't know. Like, like don't fake, don't fake it. You know, like don't be something yeah. that you're not. I feel I, it sounds like like the the home and garden television uh, channel is the uh, is the great way to watch something and and safely without really offending too many people, just kind of shit on whatever you don't like. Yeah. And I think it's really helped us, like, really communicate our design styles to each other, honestly, because we're constantly like, Connor, what do you think? Do you like that? And he'll be like, absolutely not. And I'll be like, okay, great. Like, That's a great well, idea, just seeing everything yeah. and being able to banter back and forth in, in, in that way. You can see it all and then know what you don't like. Because a lot of times it's what you don't like is more important than what you do like. Or- oh, absolutely. Connor, Connor what, yeah, Connor, what's something that you – or just like I can't handle this. This is gross. I don't like this. Yeah, um, I mean, just to just to kind of go on the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, I think that like Abby and I generally do have like a modern design uh, like appreciation, mm-hmm. but I don't really like where like the ultra moderns going at the mm. other on the kind of on yeah. the other end of the spectrum. Like I okay. think there is like a happy medium where you still have um, a sense of like hominess to your space. You still have some color. It's not all this this stark museum white mm-hmm. that you know doesn't have any creativity in it mm-hmm. so i think just kind of finding that happy ground between um you know a, a, a space that you may you know maybe highlights your your pieces by you know being contrasting with white walls and then a beautiful piece of art from audrey ferris you know right a little plug in for you a little plug i like that so we like to hear i see you guys and tell me if if i'm picturing this correctly like in a dream space of concrete floors, um, yeah. earth tones, yeah. natural like woven light fixtures, and leather booties by the front door. Always ready. White leather Sounds booties. Like been on, on Abby's Pinterest boards lately. <laughs> As I've said before, Pinterest and email are my love languages, and I communicate both of those with Abby very regularly. So we're we're quite in touch. But I think what Connor said, I think the key is, is I think we very much don't like it when something is, lacks authenticity. Mm. I think when people just automatically say like, I want the latest 
white and bright and light and fresh. And then I, yes, I do want color. And so they automatically like put it on the backsplash and we just kind of like roll our eyes. But I think we, I think the episodes that truly like are so fun for us to watch are people that already know their style and they just kind of need help getting there. Like, um, I know you're such a good fan of Leanne Ford. Thank so you. are we. Thank she you. does amazing work. And I think it's just really inspiring when people can take what's already there and what's already beautiful and then just really make it their own. I think the funnest episodes to watch, even though it's not our personal style, are when people are just really excited about their authentic self and really love just putting their personal touches in the space. Yes. Wow. I I'm in preach it. Yeah. Unreal. Next level. You have just crushed like our topic and our theme, which is exactly why we wanted to talk to you guys about your eye for craft and quality. So thank you for inspiring us and all of our listeners. Um, I feel like in the show notes, we need to have like a link to the Nambe, uh, honey dispenser. Cause it really is in a green cool. shag. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Everybody's going to want to see all this cool stuff. But you did a great job describing it. And thanks for talking to us, you guys. I hope you enjoyed your martinis. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys uh, freshened up our Sunday evening. So we're, we're, we're glad to be on and uh, can't wait to listen in on, uh, on future episodes. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we never know how to end. <laughs> I think that was it. I think Connor just ended it. Okay, so then Luke, you say, cut this part out and say something to, to back to Connor. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That will lead her down the aisle Each night I pray That no one will